Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 140 of the Super Weapon Podcast, the most overpowered podcast on the internet. It's your boy, Darius the Artist, and as always, I got my co-host, DC, here with me today. What up, though, baby? I'm in this thing, and, um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to be a little blacked out for the rest of this month, you know, Black History. I think I'm going to wear Black my... Happy Black History Month, man. You right. Yeah. yeah, man, I think I'm going to wear my bank robbing gear. Uh, that's what I like to call this, you know? It's gonna be, you know, I'm just gonna be a little crazy with it, you know what I'm saying? But we in this thing, man, and it feels good. It's another beautiful Saturday. It actually doesn't feel too bad outside. Ran a few air uh, errands before mm -hmm. we jumped on this thing. Um, I shot the Best Buy and was actually looking for some. I was looking to see if they sold any Elgato products, which they do, but they didn't sell what I needed. So yeah. I just want to let you guys know that I will be selling my capture card here, gently used. Nah, you so can't I'm even gonna... you you can't even really say that. That's basically a brand new card, man. Brand, yeah, brand I pretty use, brand new. I used it maybe like, um, I did use it though, maybe like two or three times. But yeah, it's pretty much brand new. We probably bless somebody with it. It's gonna be a nice price. Like I ain't trying to. You know, I ain't trying to bust nobody over the head with it, but you know, I'll move it out of here. So, um, yeah, that's about it, man. How's your Saturday morning been? What's going on in your world? Um, it's been a it's been a tough week. Um, had a lot going on this week. Um, been been job searching like mad as my uh my current contract comes to an end. Um, but I do like I, like I was telling you before, I have a lead on a a job that I actually really really want. So I'm hoping that. You know, so everybody in the chat, put them prayer hands up in chat. Yeah. Let's get them prayer hands in chat. Hoping I hear some Go. good news next week, man. Um, very excited um, about the potential job. Very, very, very excited. But other than that, it's been a been a pretty okay week, man. Um, just like I said, I, like I was telling you before, me and uh, Lisa, we've been playing uh, High Five Rush off stream. Um, she has her own save, and she's very determined to beat the game. Um, she's been having a blast mm. playing it, so can't can't really complain too much on that front, man. Um, I did, and I fun fact by the way, uh, for those of you who are listening, um, like DC said, it is Black History Month, man. First, first podcast of the month. Um, something that I learned while watching Good Times uh, this past week. Yes, we started watching Good Times. Uh, for those of you who've never seen the show, it's incredible. Um, oh God! I didn't know that Black History Month used to only be for a week. I didn't know that until recently. Um, it started out just just a week in the month of February, which I thought was really interesting, and later expanded to I think it was 1977 when they expanded it Black History Month. I could be wrong on that, but um, yeah, man, just really just really happy to be here, man. Very exciting uh, news. We got some stuff to talk about this week. I was initially thinking it was going to be kind of slow, but we got some fun topics and stuff to kind of cover. We're going to be touching, I think. Pretty much a little little bit of every part of the entertainment industry today. Not really just sticking to games and stuff, but um, yeah, man, let's just jump into it. Um, the the big news, of course, is the the rumors about E three. So um, E three is supposed to be coming back this year. Uh, we knew we know it took a break last year. Um, I had predicted E three was dead and gone forever, buried forever. Um, but they announced later, like late last year, I think it was when that they were planning on bringing it back, and they. We're looking to kind of change the show up a little bit. And they were they partnered with I forget the name of the company, like an event company that's supposed to kind of I guess bring a little bit different format to it. Because um, like we talked about last year, man, E3 has really just kind of 
it hasn't it hasn't been as big in the industry in the last couple of years and even and that's even before COVID really you know it, it seems like it was kind of on the downtick a little bit and they were looking to revive it but you know latest rumors are that you know the big three are not going to be there you know Xbox PlayStation and Nintendo according to IGN you know we've heard some some unsettling rumors that that none of the the platform holders are making plans to attend E3 this year and I think that that it that would be a huge blow to them trying to bring the show back in whatever form they're trying to bring it in. Um, do you think E three could survive without the big three there? I I'm sure now we're we're gonna get into it. Like I I have some ideas of what I think they're gonna do around that time of year, but for them not to be there in an official capacity, you know, do you think E three even stands a chance this year? of being successful and, you know, will the ESA even run the risk of trying to hold another event next year? Man, look, this is going to be a dumpster fire. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm being honest this year, man. I'm being a little more honest, man. Taking it. notes from taking notes from my main man uh, era, bro. <laughs> you know, we had to talk about this and <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to be more honest, but I'm not going to be rude, you know, because right. you could be honest and have a good opinion without being an asshole. But, I honestly think that this is not going to bid well for E3, considering how much weight the big three holds um, with E3. You know, people tune in to see one of their, their, you know, favorite consoles. You know, it's either Nintendo, it's either Xbox or PlayStation. You know, you have a lot of other things going on. But just honestly speaking, I can say that, you know, it holds a lot of weight to have those if the rumors are true if they leave like you know you could probably do like a you could do probably like software and stuff like that you know because it is a electronic right that doesn't mean specifically game so you could do sure. computer tech uh you could focus on indie games big indie games and stuff like that but it would definitely the nail in a coffin i believe like that's that's hard to not have those guys there that's like okay what are we coming here for and like i said unless they started shifting majorly over to tech items and things of that nature and start like really focusing in on that because there's a big crowd for that believe it or not you know there's a lot of yeah techie folks out there so maybe they could convert that you know what i mean and it's funny. I mean, it's funny you say that, too, because that that's really like the origins of E3 itself. It started out just like what you said, like a tech, it was more of a more of a I mean, the entertainment electronic, tech, you know, it, it started as a as a tech show originally. Um, and, I, you know, PlayStation, I'm not really surprised that they're not going to be there. Um, I mean, they haven't been at E3. I looked it up this morning. They haven't been at E3 since 2019. So I was less I was less shocked that they would be there versus Nintendo and Xbox. Um, specifically because Xbox is on the, the ESA's board of directors, if I'm not mistaken. So they're involved in some capacity with E3, um, you know, maybe not just as a, as a showcase, but, you know, on the business side, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and, you know, Phil Spencer gave that interview last week where he was talking to IGN, just, you know, post the, the uh, developer direct 
and he gave like some he you know he kind of hinted that they were planning a showcase around that time of year but he didn't directly say that xbox would be there in a full capacity um honestly i think the biggest thing that's really kind of hurt e3 over the years is the you don't really have people using physical media as much anymore because you know you you really had those big showcases and those booths and those you know those 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 uh developer booths and stuff on the show floor where they were passing out demo discs to like media and you know fans and stuff and you don't really need to do that much anymore because you can just throw a demo online or um you know your favorite you know storefront which i think in the long run has kind of hurt e3 to the point where they weren't quick enough to change with the times um now whether or not i believe these rumors i think there is a little bit of weight to them um and the reason why i say that because over the last couple of years and we we kind of talked about it how it's gotten to the point now where there's so many smaller showcases and shows and stuff throughout the year now it's kind of tough to keep up with all the news in the game industry nowadays but I think a lot of developers and platform holders really like controlling the the messaging and the marketing and stuff that they can put out with you know versus competing with other large platform holders other large games because e3 is really like a whirlwind of content for a week <laughs> and then it's just like you know you kind of dissect and and digest stuff you know the following weeks after that but it's kind of tough to keep up mm -hmm. with all the news that comes out of e3 every year um, shout out to Darkstar, by the way, man. Hello, sir. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, if you guys are listening to the audio version, we do record live every Saturday at 11 a.m. ish Eastern. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, man. A lot of pre pod and sound checking. You know? Yeah, but I think it's just a tough thing for them this year. Um, I was thinking they were going to kind of turn the show more so into something like PAX anyway, something a little bit more consumer friendly, you know, you have events and stuff because E3 really, in my opinion, was a little bit more corporate versus something like PAX where it was more for the gaming community and you had like a lot of fun events and stuff and, and all kind of fun things for people to do around the event. But E3 really was, I think it was important for the industry and it's not as much anymore. Um, but if they're not there, man, I, you know, I could see them doing like, cause if I'm not mistaken, Xbox usually holds their events next door like their showcases anyway so i could see them doing something like like all three of them doing something around e3 like around that time of year and having their own showcases um playstation did something similar last year they had their own showcase around june um and they revealed a lot of stuff nintendo i, I nintendo's an enigma you know <laughs> they just they just do whatever they want and they can get away with it no matter what so Nintendo is like that bad stepchild. You know? <laughs> yeah, you just and they just never get in trouble no matter what, what they yeah, do. Does, they does what you know they drop games at twenty frames per second. <laughs> you know, and people and you know people still like them anyway. Like they're little badass kids. So, oh, but Pokemon's a great game. DC, what do you mm, mean? Come no, on, but, people are just hating it because it's all I'm on. saying. Look, guys, you you deserve better, okay? But anyway, yeah, it's it's going to be very going to be very 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 interesting to see what these guys come up with um what they bring this year to e3 and you know it's supposed to be the post-covid um e3 this is supposed to be the the big comeback so 
I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we damn near have a concert at this point. Like, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, surprise guest star Beyonce or and something. If I'm, you know? if I'm not mistaken, didn't they try to do something, I think, the year before? Uh, what was it 2021 or something like they tried to in they tried to bring in like influencers and content creators and i think it yeah, just and they, i think it just kind of fell flat like it just kind of felt forced you know it just it didn't feel like e3 and i and i and that's really like the tough thing like what is what hey, does man. e3 look like in today's no, like I'm, gaming market like once again i'm here to tell the truth man once again i'm, I'm sorry if this sounds harsh but i feel like e3 is on the same level as Halo right now. Oof. It may be time to just hit the reset. It may be button. time, yeah. Maybe not even reset. It might be just time to go. Like we've outlived and outgrown this. Like the uh, everyone has their own show now. True. You know, it's just it may be time for us to stop living in nostalgia and kind of just let it go. But like I said, I mean, if they could reinvent themselves into like a strictly tech show. That would be awesome. I would be here for that. Like, it's so much tech in the world. It's so much they can cover. It's so many companies that would love to get that exposure. So yeah. my bet, if I was a betting man, I would say they are going to slowly start converting back into, like, tech show format. And then, hey, if, like, Xbox or somebody got something that they specifically want to just drop in there, cool. But I don't think they're going to be focusing on consoles as much anymore because... yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing their own thing. Everyone yeah, has their own show. It's funny you say so. that. I mean, like, remember, we used to get, like, big console reveals back then. Like, you know, I, I honestly, I'll say this much, man. I mm -hmm. miss the I miss the old E3, like, when everyone used to show up there. You know, it was kind of like the biggest party of the yeah, year. Yeah, like it was like bring out your suit and tie and best yeah. whatever you was working on. Like, you know, Street Fighter has a illustrious history with um, E3. That's you know, true. certain games have, like, just you know illustrious history with e3 you know you can a lot of capcom uh capcom games um you know was premiered or shown at e3 like it, there was these big set piece um showcase like moments of like big triple a titles being announced at e3 so now it's just like oh well uh, we got street fighter coming out we're we're gonna have a street fighter showcase or we're gonna have capcom showcase and we're gonna like they're doing stuff on their own so hey man it, it's hard like as technology advances it's always like a double-edged sword like there's gonna be good mm -hmm. and there's gonna be bad like everyone has the ability now to do their own thing which is great but then on the flip side of that we have to let things like e3 kind of fade away you know some of our, you know, gamers out there, all the gamers out there, we can all probably agree to this, that, you know, E3 was a major part of us becoming gamers and growing up and True. learning to love games. So I don't know, man. I wish them the best, man. Uh, I, I hope they could figure out something that works for everybody. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely a tough thing. Um, I mean, of course, we're going to cover it no matter what um, kind of happens, you know, like I said, these are this is all conjecture and rumors. Um, I think there's a little bit of truth to it, to be completely honest. Um, you know, with the with the with the associated cost of the boosts that you know these companies have to pay just for the show floor, I think that's really one of the biggest factors where they could like take that money and put it into their own showcase. Um, 
I do hope that we get some sort of long form showcase. I mean, I do love the developer directs. Don't get me wrong. Like I love those, you know, they're quick, they're easy to digest. They're straight to the point, but I do just, it's just something about having this grand, I'm just going to fire off at, I'm going to empty the clip on everything we got, you know, coming that I love about these, those kind of showcases. I don't, you know, I don't think you need it throughout the year, but I think that part of the industry needs to hold steady. You know, you need to have those big showcases in the middle of the summertime to get people excited for the fall and for early next year, because let's be honest, there's really not any time in the fall to have showcases between all the huge game releases that are going to happen. Um, and yeah, mm -hmm. we don't really know what, and, and plus we don't really know what outside of like Spider-Man, maybe Hellblade, um, and a few other titles that are coming out this fall, um, that, that calendar is going to fill up pretty quick and that's usually when it does so um, we'll see what e3 does man and maybe the, hey maybe they'll convince them to come back i don't know maybe they you know they'll get on their hands and knees and beg i don't know um but the esa they got a they got a pretty big pretty big hill to climb to try to figure out what they're going to do with e3 uh <laughs> them and xbox yeah yeah so hey what's going on bz shot bz in the chat man once again Thank you guys for hanging out today, man. If you guys are listening to the audio version, we do do this live and in person, semi in person, um, every Saturday on Twitch at eleven um, at eleven a.m. So uh, thank you guys for hanging out in chat. Um, let's go. Let's move on, man. Um, we're gonna be talking about some Twitch next. Uh, we haven't really talked much. Oh, let me get my laptop. Let's pull out <laughs> the notes. Oh, I'm man. actually. I'll say this much, man. I'm actually pretty excited to talk about Twitch today. They announced some pretty interesting changes. For the changes. first time, right? Yeah. It's not a negative thing being spoke on about <laughs> Twitch this time. So, yeah, that is, you know, that's a different pace. I, I like that. Yeah. We're talking about something positive with Twitch for the first time. We need some air horns or something. Usually, right. Christ. Insert air horn sound here. Right. Yeah. You know, usually we're pretty critical with some of the things that they, decisions they've made, especially over the last year or so. But yeah, Twitch dropped an open letter to the community um, from their CPO and the CMO, the chief product officer and the chief monetization officer. Um, mm -hmm. They they laid out some pretty big plans for the platform that they, in my opinion, that they're trying to. I don't want to say keep up with the trends, or they're they're just trying to stay ahead of the game, you know, when it comes to con the content creation industry. Um, which I think is a good thing because it seems like Twitch is finally getting their, excuse my language, with their head out of their asses and realizing that, you know, if they continue down the path, they're going to another platform will eventually overtake them. And I think they're trying to bring in the best of both worlds here. Um, but the biggest thing I really wanted to talk about was, you know, they're planning to implement, uh, vertical, the ability to create vertical clips, um, as well as pinning clips to your, um, your, your, your Twitch page essentially, which I think is pretty huge because in my opinion, if you're not live on Twitch, you know, your page is essentially, you know, it, it should work as a billboard, a billboard to your content. And I think that's one of the biggest things that Twitch has kind of failed to do since its inception. You know, if you're not live, then you essentially don't exist on the platform in my opinion. Um, but what did you kind of think about some of the news that they dropped, man? Do you think Twitch is heading in the right direction with some of the announcements they made? Um, we're going to go through the letter and talk about some of the things. But, you know, like overall, how did you kind of feel reading through um, the open letter that they dropped last week or the week before last? Well, first of all, you know, as much as we take a dump on Twitch, I would like to say that it was definitely refreshing reading through this letter. Mm-hmm. 
because it does seem like you know somebody up there is really taking into consideration that they are they they the, the throne is being threatened let's be real let's be honest here the, the throne is being threatened because right now you know people are a lot of people and i mean i be in these twitch streets every day all day i go to so many different people's pages um and every page i go to they're dual streaming a lot of people <clears throat> busy um you know <laughs> they're they're using twitch to push people over to their youtube mm -hmm. so they can get their youtube hours and um get monetized over at youtube <clears throat> busy um but <laughs> built <laughs> but yeah i'm gonna stop name dropping them but yeah you know go support those guys youtube but anyway yeah a lot of people are using twitch to promote other things and i think yeah. that i mean not even think i mean i read in an article that you know twitch has taken notice of that so they know what's going on so i feel like instead of saying like doing like um elon musk did with twitter saying hey you guys can't you know, promote different stuff on your site. I think Twitch, instead of doing that and alienate, alienating people or more people, I guess they kind of leaned into it like, hey guys, you know what? We're going to do this, all right? So you can, we'll make it easier for you to edit your clips and put them as YouTube shorts, TikToks, uh, Instagram reels. We're going to make it easier for you guys. And I think that was genius. Don't alienate people. Yeah. Help them out. Like, hey, because at the end of the day, when people talk about Twitch, now they have something positive to say. Like, hey, did you know on Twitch you can do this? Oh, you can edit this and you can drop it over here in TikTok instead of saying, oh, well, Twitch don't let you, you know, promote in other places and all that stuff, right? Instead of doing so I, it, yeah, saying it without saying it. Yeah, they, they definitely have fought against that trend for the last couple of years, for sure. Yeah, but now I feel like they like, you know what? maybe that's not the smart way to go about it so let's try this let's let's give our the people who use our platform let's give them more tools to expand because at the end of the day that's only going to bring more people to twitch which is what you want yeah the the grand scheme of things is you want more people on your site you want more traffic you know because that's more ad revenue that's more people essentially looking at ads or whatever and even with what they're doing with ads and looking at how they could revamp the ad system, which in my opinion right now, it's a little, it's a little much. It's a lot to deal with. Um, like I said, I like to check out like a lot of new people just roam around on Twitch because I'm just big on personalities and energy. So when I go to someone page, I'm not going to lie. Like when that, you know, eight ads pop up, I'll be like, Oh, Hmm. Cause that'd be making me want to click somebody else, but it depends on a per person. If I really want to see what they're about, you know, I'll just play a quick game of snap or something, Marvel snap on my other monitor while I wait through the commercials and then you kind of check it out, but them giving you opportunities to kind of switch this up, just them entertaining the thought is a big step in the right direction. I want to see, the final product of this, like how it's gonna, how they're gonna roll it out, how people are gonna implement it. Um, we do have some streamers in chat here. I know that they're excited about it to see how that's gonna help them grow their content because we've talked about this a billion episodes um, about Twitch, it, it being hard to, you know, grow on Twitch. 
So they're finally hearing the calls of the people and I'm happy for all my streaming friends. I'm happy for people who's out here doing it. Hopefully it help them, man. Hopefully it help them. So we'll see, man. Twitch don't not as soon as we get off this damn episode. I don't want no scandal come Monday, okay? <laughs> I don't want no damn Twitch scandal come Monday because we're giving you grace right now. We're giving you props. Don't you do it to us, man. Yeah. But yeah, and, man. I think it's great. Yeah, and it's like you mentioned too. I think I think they've realized that they they should support the entire Twitch community, you know, of content creators and viewers, because when you look at just like that top one percent, point one percent or whatever, those are the ones that are really making Twitch you know, a good bit of money, you know, whereas some of your growing streamers, I'm not going to say smaller streamers, but your growing streamers, um, you know, they're the options for us to earn and to, to hopefully, you know, some people, you know, want to eventually make this a living. Um, they're looking at ways to innovate on that. And I think that is incredible. That's a great thing to do because not only are you giving people more opportunities to be discovered through the use of tags. And I would love to know, honestly, I want to know, I would love to know some data on, how how the tag system like adding customizable tags to your stream how that actually works and if it does affect your discoverability um mm -hmm. but with the introduction of them trying to change how ad incentives work and how you can and they and they didn't really say exactly how these changes were going to be made but they're looking at changing the way that you have to run pre-roll at how you run ads to get the pre-roll ads off of your uh stream so for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about um if you run if you run a 90 second ad, it prevents pre-roll ads. It stops pre-roll ads for every 30 minutes. So that's how it kind of, it, it currently works. And they're looking to change and enhance that um, to make the experience better for viewers. And I think that's, that's a smart move to do. I mean, you look at, you look at what YouTube's doing right now they just uh, started monetizing um, YouTube shorts for their community. So, you know, for those of you guys who have not, if you guys are content creators and you haven't looked into YouTube shorts, you are falling behind incredibly fast right now. And that is something you definitely need to look into um, because shorts, like you, I think short form content has really just started to kind of take over the industry. Um, and the and just just the, 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 the social community as a whole, not just streaming, but I think it's important that I think it's good that Twitch is starting to realize the importance of that content. And, you know, eventually maybe we will get to the point. I don't think we'll see monetization on clips yet for Twitch, um, but it, it would be nice to see. Um, and making that stuff easier for people to find. Honestly, I would prefer them to replace that section of your channel with like that channel trailer section. I, I would prefer mm -hmm. them to replace that with the clips. That way... You know, and you can kind of do that on YouTube where you can kind of organize how you want your channel. Like if you want your videos to show up at the top versus your short to, um, I wish, I, I really hope that we have something like that to where you can customize your channel and really work at, work on it as promoting your brand as best as possible. Um, because I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I've never watched a single Twitch channel trailer. I haven't, I don't care to, it takes too, it, it's too much time. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's it's too much time. I only watch hey man, movie trailers. This is the That's year it. of this is the year of honesty, brother. So I just I've I've always felt like it was it was lacking in in what the purpose of it was, and so you know hopefully you know they they'll really kind of figure out what they're gonna do with like discoverability and how they how they're going to implement this stuff to benefit growing streamers because you know your large streamers like once again your one percenters you know your your whale streamers whatever you want to call them they don't really need help with discoverability they already have their communities built in 
they're not mm -hmm. going anywhere. But for people who are who are looking to grow on Twitch, and, and in my opinion, Twitch is still the best place to live stream. Um, it's you know it's it's important as you try to figure out how best to really really put yourself out there. I mean, honestly, I would love some some sort of data on you know, and they and they said they're they're looking to enhance analytics. That is great because Twitch's analytics sucks. The analytics section sucks compared to like trash. YouTube. It's it's trash. It is absolutely oh, yeah, it's it's bad. It doesn't, it's bad. it doesn't really give you any indication on, you know, outside of how many people stop by your stream, how, you know, your, your max number of viewers, it doesn't really break down, in my opinion, important information that a streamer would need. Um, so hopefully we'll see an enhancement on that, like they mentioned in the open letter. Um, so, I mean, Twitch is, you know, they're, they're making a lot of the, the right changes here. Um, I mean, you know, people have been kind of on Twitch's ass lately, rightfully so. Hang <laughs> um, Mm, hey, it's finally it is working and I'm telling you let's not kid ourselves here This is why we need competition because I feel like a lot of this mm -hmm. is being done Because you know YouTube is growing man. YouTube is growing YouTube um, and TikTok, you know, if yeah, TikTok doesn't get say banned, TikTok, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, TikTok is is a beast in itself, but it You know, they got a lot of other stuff going on that they need to be worried about but Twitch, like you're basically homegrown. Like you've been here for a while. Honestly, yeah. you should have been taking some of these steps that you're taking now, but I'm not gonna harp on you. You know, we 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 finally getting some positivity out of you. So I'm gonna keep it positive. We need more of this. Whatever y'all over there cooking, keep cooking. No more scandals. At least 2023, at least give me a scandal around November. Behave till about November, man. And I won't yell at you. <laughs> Actually, behave forever if you can. But I mean, if you're gonna get in trouble, wait until November, man. You know, let these let these good good things that you have going on let them roll out first before you do something stupid. Yeah, okay? and you know, there's of course there's no timetable on a lot of this stuff. So, you know, it it sounds good until we see it, until we get it in our hands to really mm -hmm. to really kind of test drive this stuff. And I'm hoping you know it's sooner rather than later. Hopefully, in the first half of the year, we'll at least start to see some of this or get some more information. Um, cause like I said, I mean, honestly, I think it would be cool to have the ability to monetize your clips to some degree, you know, while you have these posted on your channel, someone stops by when you're not online, they could just watch a, a quick little 60 second clip of what you're doing. Um, and by the way, shout out to Harris Heller. If you guys haven't heard, uh, or know who he is, check it, check out his content. He's been around for a long time and he actually just announced him. And I believe the gentleman's name is Adam, Adam TV on Twitter. They announced a plugin for OBS to where you can literally, with the press of one button, create vertical clips to post to TikTok, you know, YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, etc. So, Look at well, my uh, my my! Look at that. Yeah. So if you guys, we know Beezy is on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Beezy already knows what I'm talking about here. But um, yeah, shout out to that guy, man. That's an incredible tool. I haven't had a chance to play with it myself. I have it. I have it downloaded. Um, so I am planning on implementing it into the stream, but. Um, yeah, shout out to him for that, man. It's just, it's like I said, man, if you guys are making content and you, you're thinking about doing this, whatever your goals are, you know, there, there are tools out there to make things easier for you. You know, you don't have to feel like you have to do everything, you know, for yourself all at once. Um, there are plugins and a lot of things that make the, the production side of things a lot, lot easier and a lot more smooth. So definitely check out that stuff, man. Um, shout out to Twitch for this open letter. This was very nice to see that, you know, they, they're starting to realize that they do have some real competition. You know, once again, hopefully TikTok doesn't get banned from the U.S. Um, like they've been promising for years now. Um, 
So if it does, then, you know, Twitch will be in a great position. Twitch and YouTube will be in a great position to take a lot of that uh, viewership off their hands. So, yeah, shout uh, And this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Um, you know, check this out, guys. If uh, TikTok end up getting banned, I'm going to need all you guys with your tickety talks. Come on over to Flip Flop. That's going to be what? That's going to be my <laughs> creation. It's going to be called Flip Flop. And then, Not like the videos. Because look, you flipping and flopping, right? Look, come on, man. Come on. I'm a genius. You know, here. it's Flip funny. Flop. It's funny you say that. There's a show that uh, that I watch called The Rookie. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. They call TikTok on their Clip Talk, is what they call it. So that's actually a better name than what they came up with. <laughs> so um, excuse me, Tina. Not on my month. <laughs> Not on my month, honey. I've been saying look, that to her. I've been saying that to her for the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah, not on. Look, this is our month. We can do what we want, okay? But yeah, man, it's it's good to see. So, the last and final topic, is, ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna step out of the zone a little bit, and we're gonna talk about a little comics, man. We're gonna get to some comic, comicaz, whatever the hell we want to call it. Um, what's his name? I keep forgetting his name. The head of DC Studios, James Gunn. Yeah, J I was going to say Jim. James Jimmy, Gunn. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Pistol, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the former yeah. the former director for a lot of the, you know, some of your favorite Marvel Studios projects. You know, he now, of course, you guys don't know what we're talking about. James Gunn, he's a director and now the co-CEO of DC Studios. Um, they have finally announced their plans for the DCEU, the DC Entertainment Universe, not the cinematic universe, entertainment universe. And that's a very uh, important distinction to make. Um, so they've announced quite a bit of information and news on things, um, including some updates on, you know, how they plan to kind of spider web out from what they're gonna do. So firstly, um, they're gonna reset everything or most things using the Flash movie. Um, a lot of people weren't happy about that. I think it's just, it's, you know, however you feel about Ezra Miller and their antics over, you know, the last couple of years, um, the movie's still going to come out. And, you know, Flashpoint, for those of you guys who don't know, is a pretty big event in a lot of DC Comics, but he's announced that they're going to have continuity between their TV shows, their movies, and video games, which I thought was pretty interesting, where he wants all no the same actors. Hell. Yeah, he wants all the same actors playing the same characters in, in a lot of these properties i'm curious how that's going to work because even marvel doesn't really do anything like that where they have you know actors playing i mean outside of tvs and film i mean you don't really have a lot of superhero games yet but there are some on the horizon that have been announced over the last few years um i thought this was pretty cool first of all how i felt about the you know the announcements i think it went over a lot better than i was expecting it to because we've made plenty of jokes about dc over the last couple of years um and, you know, I don't I don't really think, you know, the fatigue of superhero films is ever going to wear in in the larger community personally. Um, but as someone who I don't want to say you're like casual when it comes to this stuff, but someone who doesn't really watch a lot of superhero films and TV shows, did this news kind of like pique your interest with DC at all? Um, you know, because Marvel is kind of taking over as far as like TV and film over the last like decade. But. Do you think do you think DC is finally going to get their shit together? Well, ha, 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 DC talking about DC. Ain't that something, guys? Ha ha, that's my funny for today. Anyway, <laughs> um I think it could be done. 
I think it could be done. It's going to take a while, but the thing is with DC Comics, I need them in the movie universe and stuff to to establish kind of their own identity. What I don't want yeah. is Jimmy Jimmy Two Pistols to come in there and try to use the formula for Marvel on DC. Like I always thought DC should kind of do like independent movies, don't really have them all leading into each other to build up to one big bad like Marvel did with, you know, Thanos and stuff like that. I just feel like they have enough compelling stories to just drop like really, really good trilogies. And if other characters come into that trilogy, then that's fine. If it's just naturally like, say you do a Batman trilogy and maybe Superman make an appearance, but don't really make it this whole big spectacle. You know what I'm saying? DC has a lot of interesting characters and they could make a lot of great movies. Um, there's a lot going on with DC because Mr. Two Pistols came in there and pretty much, he, he don't want to say fired, but he, he just said, you know, they didn't get the job. Hey, I think, I think, yeah, in regards to that, right, with the, with the whole, um, God, what's his name? The superhero guy. Superman. 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 What's his um, name? Oh my gosh. I just the had last a, Superman. I just had a huge brain fart, guys. Uh, Henry Cavill. Holy cow. Yeah, he he addressed the whole Henry Cavill, the news and and the uh, the rumors that you know Henry Cavill was never offered the job of Superman. Um, he was he wasn't fired because the job was never his to have again. Is essentially what he said. I don't know if I really believe that <laughs> personally. I don't I don't really know if I, I believe that. And to kind of piggyback off of what you were just saying, I agree that. I don't I don't think if they follow I don't think they will follow the the Marvel formula to the T, especially with the announcements that, you know, they did announce the sequel to, to the Batman, which came out last year, which I thought was an incredible film. If you guys haven't watched it, go watch it. Uh, they announced that Batman 2 is coming out um, in 2025. So we got quite a while to still, you know, wait for that. Um, but he announced that Batman wasn't going to sit in the main DC universe, that it was going to sit in its own separate universe called Elseworlds, which is going to be like a series of TV shows and films and stuff that don't tie really tie into anything, which I think is really nice to hear because that way you don't have your audience having this feeling of FOMO where they have to watch every single thing to understand the, you know, every individual story um, where honestly, I think Marvel's leaning into that even more than they ever have to be completely honest, where you kind of have to watch a little bit of everything to understand most, most stuff and, even somebody like myself who, you know, I watch, I watch a lot of stuff cause I enjoy it personally. Mm -hmm. Um, but you definitely get that feeling that if you don't watch most of the major shows or the movies that come out, that you'll miss some significant storytelling, which, you know, if we're being completely honest, you know, while I do love Marvel, um, I think the thing that they fall short with is their comic books. Um, DC has infinitely better storytelling when it comes to their comics and their animated films. That's just my personal opinion. Um, so hopefully they'll kind of lean into that a little bit more. I mean, they've announced some interesting properties, you know, Supergirl's getting her own, uh, her own movie, which is going to show a side of her, which I think is pretty interesting. You know, somebody who's filled with like regret. You know, she she drinks a lot. She feels like an outcast, even more so than Superman does. And I think that's something that they could lean into where 
yes keep know, it dark please yeah like dc dc really has a great a great handle on tackling a lot of stronger subjects in my opinion than what marvel does in their films and tv shows where marvel sticks to a lot of the lighter funnier you know Ooh. satire Ooh. which in my opinion which i think they ruined thor because of that i'm gonna say it till the end of time thor was ruined in the marvel the marvel cinematic universe the thor even said he was ruined yeah he did he agreed to it <laughs> so if you say you like the thor movies you're wrong okay i'm just gonna say i it. like thor i like ragnarok leave me alone he's wrong he's wrong uh <laughs> but yeah i just I, I really hope we start to see a little bit um that, and, and, and they could build on that like you know, they, they, they announced a, a new Superman movie. Um, they announced a new Batman series, The Brave and the Bold, which I thought was really, really cool because, you know, you're going to be focusing on Batman's son, Damian Wayne, who actually tries to kill him a lot and he hates Batman. So that could be interesting because we haven't really seen like the Bat he's, family he's since like the, my shine. you he's know, my shine. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm just saying like you haven't seen, you haven't really seen the Batman family since like the 90s. I was about to, you know, look, look. I'm just going to jump in and cut you off before you go any further. <laughs> Jimmy Two Pistols, a.k.a. Um, Pistol Pete, I'm going to write you a letter. I'm going to need you to hear me, bro. Get Ashtray from Euphoria. That's what I've seen I'm, a lot I'm, of people saying, yeah. Get Ashtray from Euphoria. He was made to play Damien. We need... Damien has an interesting story. He does. Yeah, you have to, bro. If you don't have a Damien movie, man, two pistols. What are you doing, man? What are we doing here? We need a Damien story, bro. I'm not the only one. Every online, on the Reddit's, if you if you out there in, in the internet world, people are interested in a Damien movie because in all his uh in all the DC animated movies with him in it, he he got a lot going on. He got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> like he he has a lot yeah. going on. So and then I think that blends in with um DC's style of kind of having a serious tone because yeah. DC they they really do do that well though. Like they really I like the way that they don't take the um jokey approach like they're not afraid to to touch on difficult subject matter whatsoever. Yeah, like and you know, it's just a, it was a lot of things like we lived in a Marvel moment, right? Like everybody was hyped back in the day. You know, we used to all go to the Marvel movies, like stupid, like midnight showings, all uh, that stuff. Never but again. now <laughs> when you look back on it, yeah. once again, we're going to say it again. Once you take off the rose colored lenses, you start looking back at stuff like Thor and you be like, yo, that shit was kind of. Thor <laughs> has been terrible since the first movie. I'm gonna keep saying it until people really listen. You know what's to me. funny? You know what's funny? I never watched the first Thor. I'm not Terrible. watching Love. I'm not watching Love and Blunder. I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> I'm gonna, and I know the seriousness of part two, considering the story and what they were going for and how goofy it was. I understand the hate, but for God, for some reason, I like Thor two. I, I can't explain why. I understand why people hate it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I really do. I, but for some reason, it landed for me. That and the first Guardians of the Galaxy is probably like my two favorite DC movies. No lie. Marvel. Like, I know that's wild to say. I mean, yeah, Marvel. Two favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. So people are like, yeah, you suck. Like, nah, yeah, before people, <laughs> are, before people attack him, we know what he meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying that hot take of like, those are your two favorite Marvel movies. What about Endgame? What about it? Like, 
once I got over Thanos, like Endgame was like, eh, whatever. I'm be honest, man. <laughs> Honestly, like the ensemble movies, the ensemble movies really just kind of work as a climax to everything that they were building up to. But I never felt like outside of. Do you go back and watch that? No, no. I'm be Tell honest me with right you. now in chat. Who goes back and watch Endgame? Nobody. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I liked Infinity War more than Endgame because. Infinity War, in my opinion, did a better job of really raising the stakes and showing that the good guys don't always win. You know, because mm -hmm. Thanos did what he set out to do, and a lot of heroes died for it. And, you know, that that is more realistic storytelling, in my opinion, than just having, you know, your your characters or your your, your heroes topple the, the villain all in one sitting, you know, one three-and-a-half-hour movie. So um, let me ask you this. I have a two-part question. Yeah. First part, what was the last comic book movie that you watched? And the second question is, are you excited for Ant-Man? The last movie I watched, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I watched, we we ended up watching Black Panther last week. It was on T, it was on uh, with TV, it was on Sling. And I haven't, and fun fact, I hadn't watched Black Panther since since I first seen it in theaters when it or when it first and released. Are you? But let's let's say oh. this: Are you ready to have an honest conversation about Black Panther? Because I'll do it on Black History Month. I will what's, do it. What's your? What, what do you mean? I haven't seen the second one, so I'm planning on watching that this weekend. Actually, what was your? What's your? What's your comment on Black Panther? I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Black Panther on Black History Month. Does DC want to take it there? Was Black Panther really as good as people say it was? In my opinion, I think so. I think it's one of the best MCU movies. Not and not because it's not because it, it yeah, not because it's a black centric film, but I think it's a, a legitimately good film. My opinion. Hmm. I beg to differ. I'll say that. Let me ask can I ask you why? I think that the hype that was built around Black Panther kind of faded away when I watched it again. And I was left with nothing, honestly. And I tried to take out the fact that I think a lot of me having to like that movie had to do with Chadwick as a person. Because sure. I really like I really like him as an actor. So I feel like a lot of that came from that. But when I started like breaking down the plot, I really started to hate Killmonger even more. Like, I just really started to hate his character. I don't know, man. Like, I've had this argument with my brother and a few other people, sure. and they called me names. But I was like, <laughs> I just think it was maybe a 6.5, a 7 out of a 10, honestly. Sure. But I haven't watched part two yet. Um, I, think... I just didn't feel like going through the emotional roller coaster of watching part two. Yeah. I didn't feel like being sad. So I never watched it. So I think Black Panther did a good job of establishing the theme and the identity of the character itself which in my opinion once again a, a lot of the mcu you know of course everything is up for interpretation nothing's going to be the, the the exact same as it is in in comics and stuff but i think they did a good job of honoring that and also giving it a new perspective um and they and they you know they hit a lot of real world topics in my opinion that weren't super heavy that you you know that was and see, and that was centered my... to the film. I, I think that they did that part justice, while also you have a king who is a, or a hero who is struggling with his new responsibilities, dealing with the death of his father, whom he admired and looked up to, while also facing the dirty and you know the dirty past that he left behind that he had to clean up. Um, 
And I think that's part of the, where my problem lies. Like that right there. Like I said, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Like I am, I'm not trashing it. But no, 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 no. I feel like those topics, the things that you just mentioned, I feel like maybe the movie would have been too long. So this is why I agree that some movies really should be TV series because I wanted them to dig deeper into that. Like I wanted okay. them to dig deeper into that aspect. And I felt kind of like not let down because I know it's a movie. I know they can only put so much. And I, I believe the director, like shout out to him. Um, what's his face? Ryan, 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 Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. He did a good job with getting so much into the time that he had. But I, I just wanted them to touch well, on that. Like the, the 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 political aspects of it is what like really left me hanging and it made me mad. Because I know a lot of people watching, they be like, bro, you know, like they don't want you to get too deep into that because then people start So it wasn't it wasn't so much the the content of the film, it was you just wanted more of what was there is essentially is that what you're saying? Yeah, man. Okay. I feel like I feel like Look, black back Black Panther calling me now. See, they done heard my mouth. Oh man, they gonna you know, they gonna break his door yeah. down, guys. Oh no. But yeah, I feel like it was just stuff that I wanted them to touch on more because I thought that was like really such a good angle. And then the fact that we was just talking about how Marvel usually kind of lightly tread over things. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that opportunity right there was for them to hit like some some hard-hitting topics and kind of blended in into the universe so yeah well, Black Panther was, I'll say this it, much, it you, you'll be happy to know I, I think they're actually they actually announced a Wakanda TV series that Disney's developing right now it doesn't have a release date if I remember right but they're working on something with Ryan Coogler so maybe we'll see you know maybe you know you'll get that in that or hopefully we'll get that in that in that series because you know and and, and God rest his soul man I, I I think he was gone too soon man um, because he really could have done some great things, I think, in the MCU and really shined a light on a lot of things that I think, in my opinion, Marvel has failed at, you know, because you, in my opinion, man, like you have a lot of shows, a lot of the shows kind of follow that kooky formula. Like I'm cool with jokes and stuff. Like I think it worked really well with Loki. They mixed, they they did a good mix of comedy while also having some serious moments and tones that had some pretty big implications um, mm-hmm. for the wider MCU. But shows like She-Hulk did good, in my opinion, up until the very last episode, where I think they leaned a little bit too far into the comedy and the fourth wall breaking stuff. But um, to answer, yeah, to, you know, to finally answer your second question, um, this is probably the first Ant-Man movie I actually want to see. I didn't care hey, for man, the first that's my underrated. That's my underrated series, man. I love I'm Paul Rudd. You. Nothing against Paul Rudd. It's not him. I think it's just... I love Ant-Man. <laughs> for, for me, I think it's just like what I said about Thor. You just have, it's too much. It's too much of the silly, you know, it's too, it's, it's just a little too much for me personally, but. Can I ask you something though? Yeah. Can I ask you something? Is that kind of his thing though? No. Because when I watched these Ant-Man movies, I went into it totally blind, no. right? He's like a, I didn't know anything about he's Ant-Man. He's a scientist. So. He's, he, Hank Fim is the, is Ant-Man in the comics. He's the old man in the comics who's not funny. You know, he's, he's, he's like Bruce Banner. He's more of a scientist. I mean, of course, you always have those, you know, quirky quips and stuff here and there, but his central character wasn't one that was comedy-based, in my opinion. Um, and like I said, everything's up for interpretation. It doesn't mean that it's bad or I hate it. It's just I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't really interested in it. You know, like it, it was kind of like that same formula that they had been following for a while, but this, 
like this actually looks like it's it's looking to progress their characters you know besides just making jokes for two and a half yeah hours, it looks you know kind of I mean? dark it yeah. looks kind of dark right yeah like it looks like it's going to be kind of a dark kind of a movie and um mm -hmm. I, i'm here for that like i'm actually it's been a while since I, i've been to a movie theater right to see a superhero movie and i'm thinking i might make my return with this one i might yeah i was I'm thinking about excited, going to see it as well um, maybe we'll do a side episode if i do decide to go see it um your boy is but let me tell you something hey um god i forgot his name mr majors hey jonathan majors yeah whatever the f whatever whatever you own i'm gonna need you to send me that recipe bro <laughs> that man got yeah. d cups you hear me d cups okay. and an eight pack oh, okay okay <laughs> That guy is ripped. I, I will, I will tell no you, problem. I think you should watch Loki before you go see it. It'll give you more context than what's going on with his character. A lot more. I kind of watched, like, somebody put something together on YouTube that covered all that. Oh, yeah, you could do that, too. Yeah, if you don't want to watch the series, there you go. No, um, I watch both. I watch both, you know, support it. But, know. yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what DC does. And there is one particular series that they announced that I feel like I spoke this into existence. And I can't be mad at anyone but myself. Booster Gold, you. <laughs> I I talk, I feel like I am solely responsible for Booster Gold getting his own TV show, and nobody's gonna convince me otherwise. Matter he... of fact, that's your new nickname, Darius the Artist, <laughs> aka Booster Gold. Booster that's your... Gold. You know what? Halloween. I'm, I'm dressing up as Booster Gold for Halloween. For those of you guys who don't know who Booster Gold is, he is a douchey. He is a hack. Okay, he's a scam artist who comes from the future to be a superhero because he was a loser in his timeline and he came to be famous. Wait, wait, ours. wait, hold on. Hey, that don't sound too bad. That sounds like something I would do. He's a... <laughs> I have a time machine. Hold on. <laughs> Let's not get carried away here. Booster Gold might be that guy. Oh, hold on. God, man. He's such a hack, bro. <laughs> I hate <laughs> him. He's a freaking hack, man. And you know what? And you know what's crazy? Because that movie may be the one. Like, it's always those movies that you think... Nah, it's going to be a TV show. It's going to be a <gasps> series. Yeah, it's not a we, movie. Bro, we get seasons of Booster, bro? Oh, God. Ugh. Hey, only person... Has, you blame, hashtag blame fire yourself. James Gunn. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah, I can't damn. blame you. <laughs> no, no. Hashtag fire you. Okay? Yeah, this is my fault. I've been talking about you it for years. This shit, I really man. did. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, we're running out of time, man. I think that's a good place to end it. Booster gold. Ugh. Thank you guys for listening to episode 140, man. I appreciate you guys for hanging out today. Like I said, if you guys are listening to the audio version, we do record this podcast every Saturday at 11 a.m.-ish on twitch.tv slash Darius the Artist. Uh, make sure you guys follow all the Super Weapon socials, as well as the Super Weapon YouTube. We are uploading the episodes onto YouTube as well for those of you guys who might want to watch them. And we would appreciate it if you guys could go over there and show the show the YouTube some love, man. You know, subscribe, content, <laughs> cancel, hashtag cancel Darius the Artist. She's right. Ugh. Oh, they're yeah, they going to cancel me after that Black Panther take. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. You should make that they a clip. Don't... Oh, man, that would be a great. Clip. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a clip. Yeah, let's put more heat on me. Yeah. That's they... cool. They'd love I'll that, see. man. Um, but yeah, you guys can find me everywhere. Darius the Artist, where he is a three, and I'm going to let DC take us home, baby. First of all, I would like to give a special shout out to all the people in chat that participated in this lovely, lovely morning stream slash podcast. We really enjoy having you guys in there chatting it up, giving us questions and all that good jive. One person that we want to, well, she's a mod. We can't ban her. I don't know what to do. 
but not on our month, Tina. Not on our month. That's all I have to say. Um, guys, I don't really have nothing to say. Um, I think we're gonna just wrap this thing up and jump into some Apex, man. Um, stick around if you want to see some mid-tier plays from your boy right here, me. Mediocre you know, gameplay, but good laughs mediocre. is what you guys get from us. So. Yeah, you get you excellent laughs with boo-boo gameplay. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to be in the audio version, man. We will see you guys next Saturday. If you guys are in chat, like DC said, hang around. We're going to play some video games. See ya. Bye-bye.